In today's rant, I wanted to open up with a passage from a book that I've had for about three years now, and it's an amazingly challenging (laughs) and insightful book. It's Freedom, the End of the Human Condition, the Redeeming, Reconciling, and Rehabilitating Biological Explanation of the human condition that brings about the dreamed of dawn of understanding and ends all the suffering and conflict on earth. It's a big title. And, uh, yeah, like there's, I'm not going to do a breakdown of the book, but I'm just going to say that there are a lot of things in here that I feel like shouldn't even exist in this conversation. Uh, But what he is presenting is also incredibly, incredibly deep and insightful and it's definitely some things that I can work with when he speaks of the human condition I guess another few ways to interpret it would be Watiko or our shadow and collective unconscious or Plato's cave maybe being another way to have an entry point into this psychologically upset state that humans are are suffering from you know this is really the root of why the world is the way it is and why we are the way we are. Like, we are suffering from a collective psychosis. This is um, something we should be very well aware of and why I'm always talking about doing shadow work. I mean, the way out is through the shadow and the reason we are psychologically upset is because we've repressed, denied so many wants, needs, desires, traits, qualities, actions, and inactions. And when we suppress them and deny them and push them down, they volcanically erupt. So let me get into one of the passages in this book, which is Jeremy sharing this very powerful extract from the anthropologist Ashley Montagu's extraordinarily extraordinarily honest 1970 paper a scientist looks at love love is without question the most important experience in the life of a human being one of the most frequently used words in our vocabulary yet love is something about which most of us are still extremely vague There is a widespread belief that a newborn baby is a selfish, disorganized, wild creature who would grow into a violently intractable savage if it were not properly disciplined. However, the newborn baby is organized in an extraordinarily sensitive manner. He does not want discipline, he wants love. He behaves as if he expected to be loved, 
and when his expectation is thwarted, he reacts in a grievously disappointed manner. There is now good evidence which leads us to believe that not only does a baby want to be loved, but also that it wants to love. All its drives are oriented in the direction of receiving and giving love. If it doesn't receive love, it is unable to give it, as a child or as an adult. From the moment of birth, the baby needs the reciprocal exchange of love with its mother. It has, I believe, been universally acknowledged that the mother-infant relationship, perhaps more than any other, defines the very essence of love. Survival alone is not enough. Human beings need and should receive much more. We now know that babies which are physically well-nurtured may nevertheless waste away and die unless they are also loved. We also know that the only remedy for those babies on the verge of dying is love. The infant can suffer no greater loss than deprivation of the mother's love. There is an old Eastern proverb which explains that since God could not be everywhere, he created mothers. Maternal rejection may be seen as the causative factor in every individual case of neurosis or behavior problem in children. Endowed at birth with the need to develop as a loving, harmonic human being, the child learns to love by being loved. To love one's neighbor as oneself requires first that one must be able to love oneself, and the only way to learn that art is by having been adequately loved during the first six years of one's life. As Freud pointed out, this is the period during which the foundation of the personality are either well and truly laid or not. If one doesn't love oneself, one cannot love others. To make loving order in the world, we must first have had loving order made in ourselves. Nothing in the world can be more important or as significant. Love is demonstrable, it is sacrificial, it is abnegative, self-denying, it puts the others always first. It is not a cold or calculated altruism, but a deep, complete involvement with another. Love is unconditional. Love is the principal developer of one's capacity for being human, the chief stimulus for the development of social competence and the only thing on earth that can produce that sense of belongingness and relatedness to the world of humanity which is the best achievement of the healthy human being. Scientists are discovering that to live as if to live and love were one is the only way of life for human beings. Because indeed, this is the way of life which the innate nature of man demands. We are discovering that the highest of ideals of man spring from man's own nature, and that the highest of these innately based ideals is the one that must enliven and inform all his other ideals, namely love. Contemporary scientists working in this field are giving a scientific foundation or validation to the Sermon on the Mount and to the golden rule, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you, to love your neighbor as yourself. In an age in which a great deal of unloving masquerades as the genuine article, in which there is a massive lack of love behind the show of love, in which millions have literally been unloved to death, it is very necessary to understand what love really means. We have left the study of love to the last, but now that we can begin to understand its importance for humanity, we can see that this is the area in which the men of religion, the educators, the physicians, 
and the scientists can join hands in the common endeavor of putting man back upon the road of his evolutionary destiny from which he has gone so far astray. The road which leads to health and happiness for all humanity, peace and goodwill unto all the earth. How deep and amazing is that? I love to live as if to live and love were one is the only way of life for human beings. Now that is a mind tattoo. A powerful mind tattoo. Now love is unconditional. Right? So by definition there are no conditions. No if, buts or maybes. I love you now as you are. And that's it. Love is the principal developer of one's capacity for being human. I mean, these are just such powerful, potent words. Really touching paper. Shout out to Ashley Montagu. 1970 paper, A Scientist's Look at Love. Ooh. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys because you need to meditate on that because we always talk about love and love this and love that and it's something that I always try and bring more clarity to, you know. I I define love on this podcast all the time if you listen to it and it ain't no one-sided, fluffy, happy thing. Now, love is a motherfucker. Love is the embracement of all that is as it is. And I'm talking everything, especially the ugly, the evil, the whatever you want to label it. The things that significantly move you on the inside that you deny and repress are the things that we need to love. I mean, that's the job is to be fully embracing, fully accepting, loving all of these qualities, wants and needs, desires and aspects that we have been denying that are reflecting out there in the world at us because the unconscious will always meet you on the outside until you meet it on the inside, Carl Jung. And the meeting it on the inside is bringing it from third person out there, projected into the environment, not me, to first person, I am the monster. I am the XYZ that I'm denying and repressing, and loving it, embracing it, bringing it in, integrating it, and evolving and becoming more whole and holy and complete and full. And so I'm probably going to do a whole deeper episode unpacking this whole psychologically upset state condition that we are in from my perspective and interweaving all my learnings from Paul Levy and Plato's Cave and Anna Ree Tor's book and Robert A. Johnson and all of these incredible teachers because this is very important. But there's just so much within it and it will take some time to weave it all together into something that is cohesive and brings about um, some real understanding for your own liberation. So that's it for today's rant. I hope you guys loved 
all of this, the good, the bad, the fuck-ups, the whole thing. I hope you get a deeper understanding of what love truly is and that you begin to explore and to work with and to love these qualities of our unconscious that we must integrate. Otherwise, we ain't going to go anywhere as a collective. We are just going to stay stagnant and stuck in uh, this current state of consciousness unless we reach our roots down to hell can we grow to heaven more koyak marching into hell for a heavenly cause Woo! that's what it's about all right people love you so much see you in the next episode peace